looking at you, Jackie Brown. And we're rolling. We are. <laughs> Lot of mercy. Filipino. <laughs> Janet Reno. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Janet Reno. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, You're listening to episode 25 of the Broad Street Breakdown. Our our first Thursday episode. Hello, Thursday. Following our first Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday episode. This is the new schedule until one of us loses our fucking minds. Pretty much. Um, So, yeah, what's the word, y'all? Thanks for listening. Um... You can check us at uh, broadstreetbreakdown.com. Email us. You can send uh, stupid emails and uh, stupid questions <laughs> to info at broadstreetbreakdown.com. Facebook, Broad Street Breakdown. The Twitter is at BSB Radio 1. Um, we're on iTunes, Google Play Music. We're on YouTube. Please subscribe, download, and write reviews. That's very important for us to continue. Possibly, well, definitely doing two shows, but to possibly do maybe even more sometime. Might do 10 shows. I mean, Might look, do 20 shows. Never know. We're crazy like that. I mean, we, there's no rules, man. This is Thunderdome. Thunderdome. We're in the Macaroni Mansion. Thunderdome. Pablo's trying to get frisky over there. I'm reading Pablo's notes again. Uh, Dude, why? I don't know what you're doing. Red herring right up his ass. See? I think he just, he he used red herring. (laughs) It's just his thing. I don't know if he knows what it is. (laughs) Red herring? Yeah. My new gimmick is I'm going to write notes about Pablo the whole show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what does that one say? Oh, dummy, yeah. Yeah, Pablo, dummy, yeah. Vince sent me all of them, and then in turn, I made my wife watch them all too. I mean, she popped e- hard. Eli Drake, yeah. man, brilliant. Look out, look, look for that guy, Eli Drake. You Up and coming. Send people, my artwork about you. Yeah, have a uh, have Coco take pictures of it. No, I'm st- not fucking that. We should send them gimmicks of my art. Oh, write us a good fucking email. That could happen. It's better than soap from <laughs> Jamaica. I don't know about that. <laughs> Seemed like the fans enjoyed it. They loved it. They did. I mean, they loved that I had to go to fucking Staples like five times because I kept fucking up the orders. Wow. <laughs> it's a great day, Saturday. Well, look at me. I mean. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> uh, awesome. Broad Street Breakdown is brought to you by Crescent Street Tattoo, 4371 Crescent Street, Philly. Email Crescent Street Tattoo. Uh, first off, this Pablo writes email yes. CrescentStreetTattoo.com. Look at this. Well, I actually wrote that. Hold on, let me see what that says. And that's what he gave me. Is it backwards? Email through the website. Yeah, there's not. uh, If you go to the website, you can get all the gimmicks. All right. Take it easy, sicko. Relax. Nobody should. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Relax. Probably. Look, man, if I'm giving copy. (laughs) Not copy. Look. I take full responsibility. I should have proofread it. Should have proofread. <laughs> that would have gone over that, well, I too. Mean, That's the guy you want yeah, proofreading. Right, right. The guy who just said I should have proofread. <laughs> should have been proofreading. Jesus Christ. Can we start over? Fuck, man. In life? Yeah. Yeah. 
I wish. We are also being brought to you by no slam dancing, no stage diving, no spikes, and oral history of the legendary City Gardens by Miss Amy Yates Wolfing and our own Stevie Puerto Rico. Oh. All info at dwolf.com, D-I-W-U-L-F, and Facebook is No Slam Dancing. You can get info on that book and the new New York City Hardcore Graffiti book that the sicko and Amy are writing. Publishing. We're not writing it. Right. Fre- Freddie Alva is writing it. Look, man, I'm giving bad copies all over the place. Uh, you know. It's not my responsibility. Guess what, sicko? You're writing it now. <laughs> <laughs> the I amount of editing I'm I doing, just, I practically am writing a fucking thing. I just said you were writing it. That fucking means <laughs> that that's what's happening. Yeah, all right, then. <laughs> I will tell Amy. Look, I said it. It's fucking recorded. <laughs> Live with it. I'm not redoing this fucking shit again. Because <laughs> I'm fucking cranky now. <laughs> Um, well, I'm with you. I mean, is, you know what I mean? Write the book, man. Yeah, sicko. <laughs> Write the fucking book. We were fucking around. We drove some shit on the wall. <laughs> put some colors in it. It's but, a fucking book. But a ping, but a boom. Yeah. You got a book. Look, yeah. All of a sudden, it's a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do today? I got up and I went to work. That's it. That's a book. That's a book. Throw some things at the wall, at the wall see what sticks. Yeah. You got a book. We were taking the L to the fucking spot, and we drew on it, and that's the fucking <laughs> book right the story. there. There's a story. We drew yeah. on the gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> we slapped a couple of kids around a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was... Um, the fuck was I watching the other night when I was saying, yeah, this is bugging me out? Remember I was watching something? I do, but I don't remember what it was. It was some kind of devil biz on the TV. I was like... Texting OG like, "Yo, man, this shit's a little bit it's fucking with my head. I don't remember what fucking movie it was, man." Devil's Advocate. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yo, if you were scared by that, man, you might need to fucking reevaluate your existence. Scared by the acting prowess yeah, of Keanu Reeves, yes, perhaps. Even Al's bad in that. Like, Jesus, hua. <laughs> The devil was wears Prada. Yeah, that, that was, was frightening. That was, <laughs> that's a scary film. I might have been watching some uh, Italian gore, fucking Dario Argento oh. shit. Who knows what I was watching? But we got into the subject of uh, of what scares you. <laughs> the the, Ga- the Gavin isn't scared by any movie gimmicks or ghost gimmicks or anything like that. No. I I on the other hand. <laughs> So, uh, I ain't afraid of the devil, man. You ain't afraid of no ghost? Dika, Dika. Dika, Dika, Dika. My head's like the ghost. <laughs> Don't cross Yo, the streams, Gavin. Remember that fucking, that Ray Parker Jr.? <laughs> He's doing the fucking theme songs to every movie. Dude, didn't you used to have that tape? But in like 2005, you still had the cassette. Was, was that you? Yeah, it was like um, it was around when AOTP 12 inch came out. So like right, right, right. 98, 99. It was the single. <laughs> we would play it, and at one time, he's like doing ad libs, and he's like, as the song's ending, there's an extended version, right? Like you know how they they have like the um, 
the single version to, to, to sell, you know to push the radio 12 it's inch like, version it's like three minutes long there's yeah. an extended john and ray parker was like talking shit at the end so he's like i ain't afraid of no ghosts like on beat he keeps doing that gimmick and he's like i ain't afraid of no ghost my, my head, head likes the ghosts <laughs> <laughs> my head likes the ghosts i mean <laughs> so i'm like uh, uh, listen man <laughs> like if that's your fucking bag have at it. I mean, it your head likes the ghost. I mean, if his head likes the ghost, it likes the ghost. <laughs> My like, head likes, likes the ghost. ghost. You gonna are you gonna argue with Ray Parker Jr.? I mean, not that hair, dude. All he, right, he was then. the biggest singer during that time. <laughs> that he had the Jerry Curl. Uh, what's it called? Follow Mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost can't penetrate. Ground. <laughs> nah, man. That's ghost. It's like ghost shield. That's like it's ghost proof. It's yeah. it's like. Uh, like ghost off, yeah. <laughs> but it bounces right off. Ghost off. <laughs> it creates like a gimmick, man. Like the fucking force field. Yeah, the force. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. It's a force field of sheen. I just popped for ghost off. <laughs> a force field of sheen. So go write that down. A ghost off. Um, do y'all see that Ray Parker skit on the? I don't really think them dudes are funny on um, Comedy Central. Key and Peel. Yeah, you you saw. Sometimes the, they pop me. And yeah, sometimes they, they got. Do you know what they did that's really funny? The the Lisa, Liam Neesom's get the Batman's. You can't fuck with the Batman's. <laughs> y'all yes. saw the Ray Parker Lewis John. Yeah, yeah, he starts, yeah. He, he's he starts. T- <laughs> doing theme songs He's got to give it to every movie really? <laughs> <laughs> like Twister <laughs> he's doing the gimmick there yeah check that out if you haven't seen it but we yeah we started talking about like yo what shit scares you or whatever so uh, we we were kind of laughing at that and decided like it would be a funny topic um, or serious depending on where it went so the sicko on, on, a, on a less serious note what, what is what is freaking you out one thing that freaks me out beyond belief, and my apologies to Jackie Brown, but I fucking hate bats. Bats freak me out to no. I mean, first of all, they skeeve me, yeah, but they they genuinely scare me, yeah. And I'm with you on both accounts. I, uh, probably about four, maybe five years ago, me and the wife were out one night, and we got fucking hammered, and we came back home. Trash. Please I live, tell me there was a bat in your house. Please I live, tell me there was I live in an apartment building. So we come up to the, you know, we're on the, the fourth floor, come up out the elevator, and you come around the corner, and it's a long, it's a big building. And mm-hmm. long, it's a big building with patients, but that's not important <laughs> right now. It's a really long hallway <laughs> that goes all the way down. And we're, we're stumbling to the door, and I'm looking all the way down, and I'm like, what is that little dot that's getting bigger and b- and it fucking it was a bat that flew right at me, and like I screamed like a girl, like a high pitch, li- and it was like a horror movie trying to get the key in the fucking door, like right, get in, right, get in. John's like, I want to see. I'm like, get the f- in the house. So yeah, bats freak me out. All the the the, the movie juju, like they're fucking vampires. All yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever want to see bats. They're a fruit. F- they're like fruit fly bats. Yeah, they're they probably vampires. thought you were a cantaloupe, and they were like, "Dinner, dinner's here." <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Is that Pablo's head you just drew? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, that's handsome. Good. Handsome. Pablo. That looks better than a real head. Yeah, Pablo. I was almost said what it says on it, but I, I, I will. We will take that and scan it. <laughs> Pablo. I could frame that and send that out. <laughs> to Professor people. Pablo. That's me. You got to sign it. 
Yeah, that's, I like that. Gavin signs one corner, Pablo the other. All day. Is there anything that uh, I, I could say nothing, but like. I mean, if you say nothing, I'll tell people what's good. No, I mean, uh, the two things that come to my mind are, are, are like bugs, insects, but that's really only when I'm inside, like on the couch. When I'm yeah, outside yeah. doing yard work, yeah. shit can crawl over me. I, you know, I, I, get pr- I get primal when I'm out there doing the yard work. What? Primal. Primal. Oh, primal. Primal. Feral, if you will. Oh, okay. Okay. I do. I get, I get right in there with the dirt, the animals, all kinds of stuff. Pablo, what about King Diamond? <laughs> well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not so big with the dival voice right. now, are you? But I will say, if I'm like alone in the house and I hear noises... Like there's immediately someone in there trying to get me. See, I, that I, that doesn't bother. <laughs> stuff like that doesn't bother me. Yeah, that shit. Bothers Movies, like shit then like I have that, to do the jungle where me. I stand up on the couch and look down the hallway, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I ain't scared, but I am scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, never had And that. then you're like, what in the crib can I grab right now? And I'm like, this is me in the remote. That's it. Well, see, with me, I got guns, but yeah. if it's a poltergeist, yeah, guns not gonna do anything. Right. The shit, like I'm not scared right. of any human. Like you know what I mean? That. You, nobody wants like to deal with a break-in because you know it's just a yeah. violation of your space. Right. But it's not like I'm shook about. I'll right. just put a bullet in them. But I can't shoot a poltergeist. No, you got to get like the EKG meter and stuff like that, and then the fucking box get, to trap the get, ghost. And I that's gotta like get the Ray Parker, yeah, Junior gimmick, the ghost off. Your head likes the ghost. OG. Well, as far as silly stuff goes, I, I'm pretty. I, I have a mental trauma about rats. Mm. Uh, Not mice, just rats. Yeah. Why? What happened? Oh, man, this is a story. I got all kinds of good rat stories. What, uh, Who the fuck has rat stories? When Work at bars on South Street. Uh, I worked like 20 years in South Street And you're an old, you were in Old City, too. And Old Jeez. City, yeah. Xavier was a baby, so this is probably... Uh, 16-ish years ago. Okay. Me and Kathleen were living at the house that Kathleen's in now. Um, she keeps saying to me, every time I go down to open the basement door, I'm seeing a rat. Like, I'm, I know I'm seeing... I was like, nah, it's a mouse. It's a mouse. There ain't no fucking rat. It's a mouse. Well, the house across the street at the time was doing construction, and they gutted the whole house. Oh, That's what go. does it. One night, they forgot to cap the sewer in oh. there. So, I'm like, nah, nah, you ain't seeing no fucking rat. You're sitting here. It's a mouse. It's a mouse. Nah, nah, nah. One day I open the basement door and there's a motherfucking rat. So I don't know what to do about rats. Apparently, um, rats are the city's responsibility. So you call this number and the city comes out and deals with the rats. Okay. Because it's a plague. They have, like, by yeah, law, like, they have like to Like, you live with. in the city, man. You get mice. You get fucking, you know, whatever. But rats are a whole different ballgame. Yeah. My head likes the rats. <laughs> <laughs> they come out. They come out, and all they do is they put these black boxes down with poison in them, and they say, okay, well, the rat will fucking blah, 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 blah. Like, all right, man. Well, the rat, I... One day I fucking go downstairs and I turn on the kitchen fucking light and this motherfucker was in the stove. His fucking rat fuck tail was hanging out. And I'm talking like this thing is 12 inches long. The tail. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I was like, what the fuck? So at the time, the guy who lived next door to us, his name was Nick. Nick was an old Italian 
Vietnam vet went retired, went to the boxing gym every day, like bad motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I say, Nick, uh, I got a fucking rat in the house. What do I do? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Goes in his house, comes back out with a block of wood the size of this table, right? Uh-huh. With a fucking old school fucking spring trap. Mm. Shit. He's like, you take this. Did you pit cheese in it? You <laughs> pit cheese in it. You pit it in the corner of the fucking thing. It'll catch him. Always catches him. This trap killed fucking 45 things when I got back from the war. Fucking. Fa- yeah, yeah. So, all right, Nick, I'll fucking set it up. Put the fucking peanut butter on it or whatever the fuck. Took me like it. This thing was so fucking old and big and fucked up that it it took like effort to pull the fucking yeah yeah gimmick Popeye back. gimmicks yeah. Put it up, but go to bed. Wake up the next morning. Kathleen had gone to work. I Xavier was a baby, so she had gotten up with Xavier before she went to work. And I was taking him back. He he ate and he was going back to sleep. So I'm like, I'm going back to bed. I'll yeah. go back to bed. Pick him up from her. She she. I'm halfway up the steps and I hear wham. I was like, the fuck was that, man? It sounded like somebody shot a gun in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, of course. I fucking look down the thing and I see the fucking half a fucking rat there. That's as big as a fucking dog for real. Like this thing was fucking huge, man. I never told you this story. Never told me either. I, yo, man, I'm I'm getting traumatized by it, so I think I would have remembered. So I'm like, fuck. Actually, Kathleen had not left yet. She was getting ready. So I said, you got to take the baby. I got to see what the deal is. It took me easily fucking half hour to fucking get the guts up to go over to this fucking thing. Go over, and there's the fucking trapped dead rat thing. But it's just, it's all good. It's just dead rat on a fucking thing. No blood. That, no that's fu- not all good. No, nothing good about that. I fucking go. Oh, so I say, so okay. Uh, get the trash can. Put, fucking put the trash can next to it. Get a fucking broomstick so I can pull this fucking thing across I the like, way. I like that. And put it in the in the bag so I have no fucking contact. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. No, plus no muss. Put it over the thing. Start pulling it across, and its entire guts and fucking heart and liver and fucking everything spill out all over the fucking counter as I start to pull it across the thing. Like, it was the worst thing to this day. I still once in a while have a dream about it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. So now, not only do I have to clean up this dead rat and the fucking table-sized block that that murdered it, but I have to... Now clean up the fucking guts and whatever it ate for the past five nah. days. And Fuck. yeah, it was bad fucking news. One of the bars I worked at, the one on South Street, um, had such a bad rat problem. Uh, there was we had this one cook there and anybody that's worked in the bar business knows by nature cooks are just fucking lunatics. They're crazy, whatever it is. So. I worked as a bar back, so my whole shift was going down in the basement where the rats were. And you literally had to, like, stomp and clap as you're going down the steps because you couldn't see the floor. It would be so covered with rats, and you'd need them to 
The only way I did the job is because I was so high on dope every night when I was in there that it didn't phase me. It didn't care. And so, you were giving handies in the basement, too, right? now. So I come in one day. <laughs> I come in one day for a shift. It's like 4 in the afternoon on like a Tuesday. Uh-huh. And there's like maybe two other people in the bar. And, you know, I get my shit together and I go downstairs and I'm not paying attention and the basement had like a drop ceiling. Yeah, yeah. And I'm walking and something almost hits me in the head and I look up and it's a fucking rat strung up by its neck hanging from the ceiling. And I start, what the fucking fuck? Like, what the? And we used to pay a dude like a legit homeless crackhead Mm -hmm. like 10 bucks to like sweep up. Norm? No, his name was Eddie. Oh. Um, you seem disappointed, wasn't mm-hmm. Norm? And I got, uh, <clears throat> Eddie was a Vietnam vet and like lived on the streets. He was he was an old head, so nothing faced him. He would sleep in the basement with the rats. Didn't give a fuck. Would sleep soundly, and so to fuck with him, the cook, the crazy one, would take potatoes and roll them past him while he was sleeping, and he'd wake up and freak out like he was a nom because he'd think it was the rats. So this fucking rat carcass is hanging, and it's got little, like, cocktail toothpicks just through its body. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm looking for the manager. Nobody's around. The fucking cook is standing at the top of the steps, and he's he's a big, fat dude. He's laughing. I'm like, what the? You think this is fucking funny? He's like, yo. Now his fucking rat friends are going to see his rat body, and they're all going to leave because I sent him a fucking message. And he wasn't joking. Like, he seriously thought the rest of the rats were going to see the body. And they were going to take a, take a picture. And be scared. And, and be send like, a oh, text. Yeah, send a text to all the other rats. I better go to yeah. the next bar on South Street because this guy's out to get me. Yeah. So, yeah, dead rat hanging from the ceiling. <sighs> yeah, so I'm not with that either. Vin? I'm scared of coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> they know it's a Penrose. Don't even bring it out. Yo, man. I skeeve coleslaw, Look, but I don't man. know that I can say I'm scared of it. That shit, I, I, I wouldn't have said it before, and I realize that I'm scared of it because you could have something around me that I'm like, yeah, I skeeved that or whatever, and see the the food that I skeeve in front of me, I'm like, yo, that's foul. Mm-hmm. If that shit comes near me, man, if someone at my table has it on their plate, I'm running for Z Hills. I I can't. But do you have nightmares that coleslaw is attacking you? Or, or are you just more worried? You don't, I don't be really, in the same room. I don't really have that style of dream anyway. Meaning, say I was scared of rats. I wouldn't have a dream of... of you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, everyone's wired differently. So let's say I am scared of rats, by the way, but I don't have dreams of, like, of them coming after me or something. But my dreams like, are always more... Um, like your coleslaw is in that feet, and it's like, we're going to get you, Vinny. No. We love you. The- <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I like how coleslaw is almost... It's like a nicer version it's of friendly. the devil. It's friendly. Like yeah, it's like a friendly clown. But it's like... <laughs> yeah. It's the devil, but nice. Yeah. I like the, the coleslaw voice. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't... I, I wish there were more ways we could come up with of him doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he dresses as coleslaw. I want to be by your side all day. <laughs> Get it? Because it's a side. Oh, I, I, oh, I got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I also, I think I might. That <laughs> <laughs> might be the funniest thing you ever said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I just think, man, I think we're fucked in the head. <laughs> Get it? Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to gorge you with love. With love. <laughs> gorge you with love. Oh Get it? Because sometimes it's a gorge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. oh my God, make him stop. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I feel you, man. Like, uh, I, no, I don't have nightmares about it, but I, I don't. I'm offended by it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that I can understand. Yeah, so maybe, uh, I mean. <laughs> it is a foul, foul thing. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mad scared. I'm sure, I guess because, because I, I fly a lot, I'm scared. I, I hate flying, you know what I mean? Mm. Fear? How, how, how much of a fear is it because I do it, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So it's like, I don't know, to what level, you know what I mean? I, I think in terms of fear, um, like, I think my fears tend to be more. The the I guess the reason I couldn't come up with, with, with a funny one is because most of mine are so real to yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think I obsess. I spend a good portion of the time. I love, I'd love to know how much because it's so. It's such a big part of my life, but just obsessing over death, man. I I was gonna say the obsessing same exact thing. Obsessing over death. I definitely w- w- had had a had long periods where I was wrapped up in me dying, mm-hmm. but it's definitely wrapped up with with a loved one. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um, I Which- lost my I lost my pop. I was ten. I lost my step pop um, in like '09. But I don't look back in younger years and think of being, even though death was around me, of being as obsessed as I have been for the past probably 10. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's consistent. Like, if if my mind is able to, when your mind is racing, you know, if you're a writer, obviously, if I'm not writing, recording, wrapped up in a dope movie, not just anyone, because if it's corny, my mind will start mm-hmm. If I'm not wrapped up in something, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know we're all wrapped up in the night of something that is really making my mind work or that I'm invested in. It can get my mind off it. But if I'm just sitting there, man, fucking around, texting y'all, fiddling around on my phone, my mind goes to dark places. And that dark place is death. And I don't know how normal that is or how abnormal that is. You know what I mean? Because... I know people who just seem like they whole shit feels like life's a breeze for them. You know, not that they don't have problems, but it just seems like it's water on the on the duck's back. You know what I mean? Um, well, let me ask you this: We're not to get sidetracked into a whole religion thing, but you you kind of you have a faith and you believe in an afterlife. I'm asking. Well, I think that this that's well, it's a. It's a multi-tiered question. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think I've spoken to Gavin about this, like just us alone talking about it with where I I think it's happened historically to people. Um, 
I mean, if I read the Bhagavad Gita, if I read Sanskrit, if I read Crowley, all of that stuff is technically haram in Islam. It's it's forbidden. But I still engage myself. I still engage with that shit because I'm interested in it. So at what point does it does it get to where what am I and is it just that I'm someone who's a believer? You know what I mean? Well, in in relation to fear, I'm just curious because I don't have faith. I'm curious. Does that faith help alleviate your fear of death? Well, I, at I all? can answer that by saying, ironically enough, everyone knows who he is. Richard Christie mm -hmm. said something, and he's not something I, I, I think I'd ever be. He's not someone I thought I'd ever be quoting, but he was talking about it, and he was like, "Well, I guess I'm scared if there is, and I'm scared if there isn't." You know, I makes sense. I'm as scared as it fading to black. You know, and then there's a flip side of that. Well, would we even know? Man. You know, what if there's the, the the worst case scenario you can possibly think of is what if you fade to black and you're still conscious? <sighs> that's that's kind of shit I think about yeah. all the time. Yeah, but I only think of it in terms of the equation of there is nothing else but fade to black. But what kind of tortures exist Existing inside that? that. Yeah. Right. And that in itself, if you were to believe that, would be some kind of afterlife, even if it wasn't If your spiritual. consciousness still goes on, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, so I mean, do, do I, none of us know what happens, you know? The, the, there's, like, the word faith is thrown around, but you don't really delve into what does it mean. Right. It's just that. It's faith. You know what I mean? And having faith and hoping that there's something you're rewarded for not being a chud. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that. Sorry, that just popped me. So, I mean, yeah. Hate the, the chuds. Uh, I mean, who likes them? I mean, they're coming. You there's got to be some chud fans out there. You know, subhumanoid. What is it? Cannibalistic? Cannibalistic. Humanoid, humanoid underground, underground dwellers. dwellers. Yeah, I mean, I, if you live like a chud, <laughs> I feel like you should be treated like a chud in the afterlife of chud, you know? But there was I mean, a chud, too. Yeah, that's there is. So, I mean... <laughs> chud, too. How did that get Electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> the chud are all popping in my head. <laughs> It's like a great idea. Can you I imagine mean, the pitch meeting for that? I mean, I'm ready to put it to get put together. It's like Chud, but better. <laughs> but better, and mix it with Breaking Two, which is the worst movie of all time. Fuck. Here's man. an idea: <laughs> two of the worst films of all time. <laughs> Mash, Mash them. them. <laughs> We've got a film. Shabbat uh, Shabbat. It's uh, the yeah. second one too. I'll take Shabadoo's Pop Lock in <laughs> Underground. <laughs> Turbo, Turbo <laughs> is now a zombie. Hey, if he does the gimmick with the broom, I'll yeah, just that's it a heavy day. scene. The soundtrack was banging though. Sicko, uh, do, do you feel like uh, you covered yours are similar to mine? Well, it, it not like I have the obsession with death. I don't know that I fear it. That it strikes fear in my heart. I can think of several things that I'm way more fearful of. 
One of the craziest fears I have. I think my biggest fear in the world is surgery and waking up in the middle of surgery. Like, but you've had it, right? See, I have as much of a fear, and I'm telling you this, and it's going to be logged forever when I say this. There's no situation that a doctor can tell me about where I get surgery. I, if they tell me you have six weeks to live if you don't do this, yeah. but if you do, you'll be fine, I'll just be like, I'm peace, I'm well, out. Well, the first two times... That's I, how scared of it I am. I didn't have... Like, I was unconscious. I was rushed in, so I had no idea it was going on. Uh-huh. Um, but I... It, it, and, like, both went well. I mean, nothing bad happened. Yeah, yeah. But afterwards, like, I just started getting this thing because, like, I, I'll have more surgeries in my life it's just that's yeah. how it goes so i know it's something i'll face again and then the third time i had it like i went in like i scheduled it i yeah, knew i yeah. was having that's it. that's gotta be a and it was like the war and i scheduled it it was actually right around this is hardcore i think it was like either 12 or 13 um and so i scheduled it two weeks before this is hardcore for the week after. So I had like three or four weeks to ponder it yeah, before which, it happened, which, which is a nightmare. And you know, all these shows exist. Like I woke up during surgery. Of like course. what happens when anesthesia of wears course. off? Like just for some reason that got in my head and fucking like, I still have nightmares about it. I'll probably, when I go home and sleep today, we'll probably have that nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're scared just because last time you were under, they play with your hiney. <laughs> Pop Jackie three times a night. <laughs> I like when yeah, that's what pops me when he laughs at himself. Exactly. <laughs> Jackie, stop encouraging him. <laughs> he like barely finishes it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Professor Pablo is a bot. I have none of these fears. None of these death, anything, everything's gonna be all right. This is the guy who, on Tuesday's show, nah, I'm not a bot. Nah. I just... the the Historically, all the men in my family have a false sense of security, so we think we're going to be all right no matter what. Like, roll with the punches, everything's great, going to live forever. I mean, I envy that. I mean, sure. So you're saying you have no fears? I've had two surgeries, and uh, I'm fine. And I, and I did the thing where I'm like... They took that fucking yo. brain out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 His fucking frontal lobe is gone. <laughs> hey, I'm a happier man for it. Hey, I mean, ignorance is bliss. I ain't mad at it. You have no fears though. No, nothing. Nah. <laughs> Yo, this dude is fucking off the rails. <laughs> I'm not like, not like a, evil can evil. None of the things no you guys, I mean, none of the things you guys are scared about, you can control. So there's no reason. Well, that's to scare- what's yeah, scary that, about that's it. That's the fucking fear, man. Like what that that. Yo, motherfuckers who do the uh, can't control. Uh, don't worry about things you can't control. That's, That's why worse. I'm worried. That yeah. makes it worse. Like, what, what, if you kick up a conversation with someone, if you're flying alone and someone else is, and I, you know, I don't know. I've mentioned to people before, like, yeah, I'm scared of flying. Like. Oh, can't control it if it's going down. I'm like, motherfucker, that's why I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, that's is that supposed to be comfortable? Like, I don't, I, I, I don't, don't understand that logic. I don't either. He just it, like when it's your time to go, it's your time. Doesn't mean I'm accepting it no, or happy about it. No, not at all. 
Why are you laughing? The picture? No. You're a good artist, Jeffrey. I didn't know how good you were. Thanks. <laughs> OG? Anything? I'm, I don't have a fear of death, but I have a fear of... Me. Fucking kill you. He is on tonight. What do you say? Work you over? Work him motherfucking overtime. Jesus Christ. Why is all of his slang like like (laughs) Bachman Turner over? It's like 1982, like movie guy (laughs) slang. I'll work you overtime. What did he call my gun the one time? Packing? Packing heat. Packing heat. Packing heat. Yeah. Um, I don't have a fear of of dying. I have a fear of leaving, of not being around for the kids. That's a that. It's not a. It, uh, I don't have a fear of the process as much as I have a fear of the the aftermath. Of like it. what you leave in your wake, right? Would you come back to haunt me <laughs> if you went early? <laughs> Jackie, what, what, what's up with you tonight? <laughs> I got, did I get her again? Take it. Did I get her again? Yeah. yeah he that's did. four. Four. Would <laughs> <laughs> uh, you come back at home? <laughs> I will. I have, a, I have a list of people I'll come back and see. You'll no shit. There's a list. I think Jeff would be a friendly ghost. I don't yeah. think he'd be a mean Uh oh, uh oh. I smell a fr- sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Let me write that down. <laughs> Jeffrey the friendly guy. Yeah. What was the what was he the helps move? people with their problems? What was the TV show? <laughs> Sheer bliss. What was the TV show where the ghost, the dude moved into the spot, and a ghost couple? Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> they were already there. It was their house nah, that Winona this Ryder was a moved in? Sitcom man. On it was that. like the 70s. That John was small wonder, right? With Vicky? <laughs> Yo, one of these days we have to do an episode dissecting the insanity of the show Small Wonder. I mean. And how it ever came to be in existence. They were like, look, robot girl, gay brother. <laughs> how can it go wrong? How can this go wrong? It had to go three seasons, The right? lowest budget, the worst production values of any TV show in history. What are you talking about, Deco? <laughs> was the brother legit gay? Shoot. I mean, we all knew, but was he? Was he? I don't think he was supposed to be. The, oh, okay. Oh, like on the show, was yeah. his character? Yeah. Nah, nah, because he was too young. Yeah, like to where they and would it was make too, that too bland of a show. Yeah, where it would but be it, any... but it, wasn't he like? There was enough excitement with the robot. Yeah. you know. Sibling? I mean, Vicky was. Remember you know. when she overheated and she was bald? <laughs> remember? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you know what I do remember? You remember the snot coming out of my nose? <laughs> that was nice. I do. You remember fucking? That weird house we were at. I don't remember if it was the South Street house, but you and fucking Ian, rest, God rest his soul, doing the fucking this small wonder robot skit. You just like acted out a scene, but Ian was so crazy, he decided to just take it over and did fucking Vicky the robot for like the next two months. I remember the same night. <laughs> Concocting a script in my head where Rodney Dangerfield was in the movie Seven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember that. Remember that? So I was doing Rodney within the story of Kevin Spacey being the murderer. I was like, oh, I tell you. Look at her head. What's in the box? It, it was, I mean, 
Good God. Jesus Christ. But we're off topic. Scene. We are. I mean, he has a horrible ending, too, if you want to hear the legit story. Who? The Small Wonder Brother. Oh, word? Yeah. Oh, I, do I want it? This is from IMDb. After Small Wonder ended in 1989, Jerry endured tough times. His ex-stripper girlfriend gave birth to their son when he was just 19 years old in 1992. Him and his girlfriend spent all their earnings from the show, and the relationship ended after the money was gone. He worked as a waiter in restaurants but suffered health problems. He ended up sleeping nights in a homeless shelter or under a bridge. Dang, when his mother had a heart attack in 2012, he took care of her and started rebuilding his life with his wife, Michelle. Oh, so, so happy right. ending. I mean, that only leaves us to 2012. Oh, yeah, wow. Four years. A lot could happen. A lot, a lot could happen. Shit, man. I mean, Vicky got all the love on that show. Did yeah, but the shit was going to happen that way. What happened? He still had to be getting residual money. What, huh? I don't know. The deals they signed were probably. The people we talked what to What happened say, to Vicky? Let's find out. She <laughs> might have married a robot, for all we know. Her, her, her gimmick on the show, Vicky the Robot. It's her, it's her, it's her thing. Yo, like you need to be told. <laughs> I think her character's name was Vicky T. Robot. Yo, this yeah. Gavin did a. <clears throat> that's heavy. Look at. <laughs> Is he getting hit by lightning? <laughs> that's my brain exploding. She's got a good. Uh, she's got a good bio. After Small Wonder ended, she made various t- television appearances and was even a guest on the 700 Club. Oh, <laughs> she's one of them. She got the jeebus. She later received her bachelor's degree in psychology from a prestigious college in California and has been become heavily involved with children and young adults as a counselor in San Diego, California. What, what is her real name? <laughs> Tiffany Michelle Brizetti. She's a Paisan. Okay. I mean, robot Paisan. (laughs) 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 I mean, she was born in she was born in seventy four. She's younger than I am. She's forty two. Very good. Please make some (laughs) (laughs) brunchon. Yeah, that party even worked that gimmick all night. (laughs) You fucking jerk off. Well, how do I amuse you? What am I an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing, but your sister's a hooer. <laughs> what other podcasts are you going to learn about the fate of Vicky the fucking robot and the gay brother? I ask you. Alleged. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Uh, he he has. He seems like he had a similar. Ending to evil from uh, Evil Ed from Fright Night. Oh, fuck. nine seven six evil who went into gay pornography. <laughs> so, fuck. for those who are nine seven six evil marks wow. like myself, or he play, also played Evil Ed in Fright Night. Gentlemen, you remember him? Loved Fright Night. Did wow. he? He played some in some other movie. He was also named Spider, but I can't remember what. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, but you said Spider was okay. You're okay, Spider. No, I thought you said you was okay, Spider. You're not okay. His whole family's rats. Well, <laughs> I don't really know how to. <laughs> I mean. So the Gavin has no real fears. No, no, that's not true. Uh, for talk, I- I'm just not afraid of death. Like that. Yeah. I'm not afraid of the process of dying, but I have plenty of fears. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Such as uh, bridges. Uh, oh, I didn't know. I, that. I got that. I mean, I have that. Uh, uh, 
Do you think a bridge is going to attack you in your sleep? Yeah. No, I think it's going to crumble as I'm crossing it. I don't like heights. No, so I'm bridges terrified of heights. I'm terrified. I mean, I'm more scared of like the Holland Tunnel than I am of the fucking GW Same Bridge. Same thing. I'm like I'm more scared tunnel. of the tunnel collapsing, collapsing yeah. than I am of a bridge. Yeah. I yeah. get that right because I ride the subways a lot. I'm just always terrified of yeah. fucking tunnels caving in. But the but subways don't bother me. Yeah. Uh, like I'm all uh, fucked uh, up, man. The certain things bother me. Certain the things. Sandwich. Don't. Yeah, the shit's whack. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. Yeah. <sighs> you don't take a subway. When's the last time you took a subway? Well, that's why he doesn't. Well, I, uh, I've taken the train to work. That's not. Uh, that's above ground. Not all of it's not. The R two, whatever it is, they go underground. No, it's thirty. Not. It starts at thirty. Fucking thir- asshole. <laughs> it is for not. what one second. No, for like fucking. I don't Half know. The fucking line is underground. Not the train. Yes, the train. Well, 50 to 30th, which is like a two-minute ride. Maybe. That's it. I After mean, a while, it's above ground. No, that's not true, asshole. It goes uh, underneath, underground you until... Could, then it go all the way to A Street? Well, until Temple. it's The Temple it comes above. Yeah. But before that, it's fucking underground. I'll look into it. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> Shut up. Fuck, man. Well, I guess we'll take our first break for the night. You're listening to the Broad Street Breakdown. We'll be right back. This is Gore-Tex, a.k.a. Gore-Elohim. When I'm not transporting these sex workers in the back of my 87 Maxima, I'm listening to Broad Street Breakdown all fucking day. Street Breakdown, episode 25. The quarter century. The quarter century old. Um, yeah, so uh, on Tuesday's show, we spoke. Uh, there was there was some, a little more than some, there was an influx of insanity over the Brock Lesnar Orton finish. Uh, a lot of marks losing their minds. A lot of marks losing their minds over the the heat backstage between Jericho and Brock Lesnar, and a lot of heat with um, Seth Rollins on um, in a SummerSlam match with Finn. And Finn, what actually happened, OG, to his show? It's torn rotated, something like that? I'm not sure. I, I read it, but I, I wasn't familiar with the injury. Um, or, But heads were losing their mind because, I guess, uh, people they were naming times that, that people did, got hurt did he working work with Seth. Seth. Yeah. So the, the, the thing is, first of all, you got to remember that we hear about this now a lot more than than we used to back in the day. You know, motherfuckers were getting hurt all the time, but there wasn't the internet. Everybody wasn't, you know, quote smarted up, smartened up. Um, 
So <laughs> Seth did that buckle bomb thing, but he did it outside the ring yeah. against the barrier to Finn. And honestly, I watched it. Ba- I watched it a couple times and not that it's anybody's fault, but if it's anybody's fault, it was Finn's because Finn landed wrong. Yeah. So all these heads were given Seth heat because, okay, it go, uh, go back to the Sting thing. And Sting, Cena. Sting, yeah, Sting got hurt doing the same thing but in the ring. Well, factor in, Sting is fucking 60 years old. Yeah. Shouldn't have been working that style. Shouldn't have been working that fucking match, in my right. opinion, A. B, the Cena thing, Cena came out and said, that was 100% my fault. Uh-huh. It's not Seth's fault. It uh-huh. was fucking Cena's fault. Uh-huh. And this one was really, if you got to put the lay the blame on somebody, it was Finn's because he landed weird. He didn't flat back it. He, he kind of twisted midair. Absolutely. And his did. arm landed over the over the barrier where the rest of his body kind of kind of landed below it almost. yeah yeah so it knocked his shit out and then finn popped it back in yeah and went for another 15 minutes or whatever but maybe the popping it back in and again the fault doesn't necessarily lie on him but maybe popping it back in did the injury yeah maybe you know who knows what happened but to say that seth is at fault for this you're, you're fucking wrong and anybody who thinks that seth is not one of the top Fuck! I mean, at least five workers Absolute, in the world thousand, right may, now. Maybe top three. Yeah, man, he's five. he's fucking flawless, and you guys need to get over yourselves, man. These fucking marks who think they know something, like, yo, the the style that they work, there, there's, it, it is what it is. You, you want to go back to fucking Hogan and Warrior? Okay, then fucking nobody's gonna get hurt, but you're gonna be bored out of your fucking skull, man. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, th- there was definitely, um. The, there were this, some, some words that were being thrown around. Reckless, I heard, and I don't see him being like that at all. No, I mean that's not something that describes that kid to me. You no, know, no. I mean, and he, he, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's real easy to sit there and, and do that sort of thing, um, when none of the people who who got injured that we named, Cena, Sting, or uh, Finn, is laying blame on on. Seth, then certainly you can't. Yeah, you know. So you you want you want hard hitting style. You want stiff shit. You want fucking snug. Well, that's what fucking happens, man. Go back to fucking the. Uh, you know, you 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 can go back as far as you want, and there was motherfuckers getting hurt every fucking night, but you just didn't hear about it. The, the, there's two things that that happened back in the day. You didn't hear about it, and those dudes were such goons slash uneducated, they would just work through it and end up crippled in five years. Look at all these old heads now. Harley's in a fucking wheelchair, man. Yeah. I mean, Harley's the fucking hardest dude in the fucking world. He's in a fucking wheelchair. Um, you know, it, look at look at the old heads. They're all fucked up, man. Yeah. So it, th- this is nothing new. And uh, you think you're hip to something, you ain't. I'll tell you that. Um, well, what do you think about um, what's going on with the Heath Slater thing? <laughs> we've been we've been fans of his for a long time now, and Sangi's money for a long time now. He's yeah, he's been money for years, 
He's absolutely fucking brilliant. He's gold on the mic, and the shit they have him doing now is finally getting over. Yeah. Motherfuckers were chanting for him yes. during other matches on SummerSlam. And other promos. Forget it. He's fucking brilliant, and I don't think there's many other motherfuckers who could pull off what he's doing right now. I agree. Love that dude. Always did. They also, in the past when we were a fan of him, they were trying to bury him with shit gimmicks, and we still were marking for him because he was finding a way to get over. I mean, at least with us. He can be, he can be, uh, he has potential to be a top guy. And I don't say that lightly, but he has potential to be a top guy if they let it, if they let him do it. I mean, he can work his ass off. Yep. He can, I mean, he, he, he can bump all day. Who's as good as him uh, on the mic right now? There ain't many. No. There really ain't many. There's a few. Yeah. Bray. Yeah. And Steen. Yeah. Jericho. Who's, who's fucking hilarious. Uh, uh, I don't know. Me either. Like a, 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 a very few. I mean, Paulie, but he doesn't. he's not a worker. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. Paul, Paulie, we're talking best of all time. Yeah. Um, Eli Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. <laughs> yeah. I think that, uh, well, Paulie's in a whole nother level. Um, Bray has potential to be at that level. I see Jeffrey. I see Vinny. <laughs> I see Dumb E. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, when he smacked the um, champagne <laughs> out of everyone's hand, what, was the, what did he call him that you popped for? I forget. Fuck. Yeah, enjoy this drink, dummy. Slap. <laughs> he pours it for both of them. And then <laughs> smacks it out. I forget. I can't Fuck. remember. Something good though. Goof. Goof. Yeah. yeah. He called him a goof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a few years, Bray will, uh, can be on that level. He just hasn't had enough time yet, in my opinion. Uh, Owens is, is pretty close to that level. He's not on Paulie's level. I mean, Paulie is, is – I'm hard-pressed to think of somebody who's better than Paulie of all time. I'm trying to think of that word, um, sicko. What, 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 when you become bigger than – say we're talking about a punk band and they became bigger than punk, you what? Transcend? Yeah, he to me he transcends the list, Paulie. Yeah, because there's no one in that realm. It's it's like everybody's quick to say Flair and 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 you know Flair, of course Flair's in the top whatever of all time. Um, in my opinion, Paulie has far surpassed Flair. T- to me, he has strictly based on he can do it any way. He can get heat, but he can be super articulate. And he's off the cuff, right? But he's uh, he he's F- Flair had a brilliant, uh, brilliant gimmick, brilliant uh, space that he was in. He didn't venture far from that comfort zone of his, though. No, nah. Paul is able to adapt and sell regardless of the situation. He'll he'll fu- he can put motherfuckers in seats. Yeah, and that's uh, there ain't many motherfuckers who can do that. Maybe Cactus in his prime, uh, Dusty. Yeah, Paulie. 
I think Bray's that good, but you said they haven't let him loose yet. Maybe right. maybe I mean, they never will. Right, right. He just hasn't. I mean, he's he's still a kid. Yeah. He's um, what's he twenty seven? I'm not sure, but yeah, somewhere around there. And he's only been doing it for a few years. You know, we're talking motherfuckers who put in thirty, forty years into yeah. the business. That's, you know, it takes time to get to that level. I mean, Flair was in a car accident. I mean, in a, a, a plane accident a plane crash and came back from it by the time he was right by the time he was Bray's age you right, know so right. it's like but I mean I don't I know you never stop learning in that business but I don't feel like he has much to learn at least in the way of cutting a promo Bray? yeah no I mean he he learned from his family you know his family in the business and and I mean a blackjack's your grandpa like that's yeah that's it yeah what happened to Bo? Where's Bo? I would guess he has to be hurt because we watch yeah. everything. We yeah. watch the network, so we know he's not. If they sent him back down to NXT and pushed him there, I wouldn't be mad. And I, I don't know that he will. You know, I don't, I don't really know. Once you make it up to the main roster and your contract changes, if you were to go back down there, would you then be demoted monetarily? I don't know, you know. But to me, if you're not going to give certain guys, first off, rosters are thin because of the brand split. So now is a perfect time to push him, no? Even if it's mid-court. SmackDown's weak. 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 And the gimmick they stopped Bo with in his tracks was brilliant. Yep. The Bo Leave shit yep. was brilliant. I think... Um I'm real close to fucking not watching SmackDown at this point. Why, you never did for a hundred years, nope. and then you were like, "I'm gonna crack when it's live because." Yeah, I like I like uh, uh, the show needs to be live for me. If I'm watching something, it needs to be live. I have a hard time watching anything that's taped that I could know the results for. So is is it because you could know the results, or is it some old school psychological thing? I think I just adapted once everything went live. I just got into that mode because back in the day, nothing was live. For instance, when you're at the tattoo shop yeah. and we're talking, you're watching a fucking on your fucking telephone when you could come home and watch it on a, a flat screen yeah. in HD. Yeah. What, what stops you from just waiting that hour and a half? I mean, I, when we talk Probably about it, I'm saying seriously, I think every, it's psychological. Well, the once every 10 years where something happens live, something major happens, I need to see it live. But what? It's still live to you unless you read the spoilers. It is, but like I think of things like cactus off the, the top of the cage, and if I didn't see that as it was happening, my fucking head would have exploded. <laughs> but you are seeing it as it happens as long as you don't know that it happened. I can't have it be an hour and a half later. Yeah, you're a mental patient. I can't have motherfuckers reacting to shit that I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me, unless someone texts me and spoils it for me, or it's my fault by going on social media, if I'm watching a fight at 3 a.m., it's live. Meaning I don't... It, of course, knowing I don't know. Right. I don't mean once you, once you know it's fucked. Right. I mean, I've been so mad I've hit delete on the DVR because some fuckface texted me. Yo, did you see the knockout? Instead of saying, yo, did you watch the fights? That's all you do. with some, When you know somebody lives their life on reverse hours, 
you're like, yo, did you catch the blah, blah, blah? Or, or I don't want to say anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's Gavin and I do it to each other. Like, did you just, but he still reads dirt sheets. <laughs> He's re- he's reading dirt sheets for the spoilers. I mean, I read dirt sheets, but not for spoilers. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this happened. I'm like, whoa, whoa, why do you want to know that? You know what I'm saying? It's like reading a spoiler for um, what's it called? The show. What's the show we're all wrapped up in? Night of. The night of. Speaking of which, I would read a spoiler for that. You would? Yep. See, so you're a mental patient. I like I like being spoiled. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Pablo, are you are you caught up? That's kind of dirty. In the wrestling? The night of. I didn't even start yet. Oh, no. Sicko, what do you think is happening? <sighs> One episode to go. I by. mean, they're making it real obvious that you're supposed to think. I mean, I don't know how much I'm supposed to say. Yeah, I don't either, honestly. They're making it real obvious that you're supposed Let's to think, think it's one that way. one person. Yeah. But it's so obvious, I'm like, well, they got to be working me. So it's got to be not that, but what else can it be? And then when it is, that we get worked for eight weeks? Right. But at the same time, if they try and flip it and have it be the other thing, I'm like, nah, I'm not having that either. Well, I, I don't foresee this ending in a way that's going to make me personally happy. I, I rarely agree with you on things. I, yes. um, not, not things. I agree <laughs> with you on a lot of things. But on things like this. And I have to say, I do. I can't see myself. You know what I'm saying? Being, like being good with this outcome, no matter, no matter what they do, unless it's a mind fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, mean the butler did it. Uh, like the one thing that will make me put my fucking head through the TV is if they do that fucking cop out where like we'll never know what happened. Yeah, and like it's it, up to you. It to fades decide. to black image. Like or that's not the, like some shows or some stories. I get that ending, and yeah, that's unnecessary. This, nah. Yeah, especially when it's um, obtuse. Right. You know what I mean? This is pretty much no. This dry, is this is factual. Yes, this is procedural. a criminal procedural drama or criminal drama. Yeah. Whatever. So I, I honestly, I can't even predict where it's gonna go, and All that's the, that's one of the things with me. Like most shows bore me because you they're so easy to figure out within ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, if 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 a lay person like myself is like. 10 minutes into the film and I'm like, oh, that guy is the guy who killed the girl. Right. It's not that I'm a fucking uh, a brain surgeon. It's, it's just, just that I can see th- right. you know, the, the classic story arc here. Right. I, I don't see that with this, but the, the, the one thing I can say whether or not, wherever it ends up being, is that I can get caught up in good acting and sure. good performances sure. and stuff like that. And I think they've been Amazing. Spot I mean, on. bit parts like the female, the district attorney woman who's yeah. been around for a million years, and I haven't seen her in a million years. Yeah, she's killing it. OJ, you have any feelings one way or the other of what's happening? Or? I have no idea. I had very, uh, I had a bunch of theories throughout, and I don't. I, at this point, I gave up. Like I'm in, I'm super into it, but I, I'm, I'm not trying to figure it out anymore. I'm just watching. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. And I'm finding myself enjoying it more because I'm not trying to figure it out. That's what I was just trying kinda, to make myself do. I'm just kind of hanging with it. I think the last couple I've been able to do that. Yeah. The first four or five, maybe the first four, I was obsessing over little shit, literally rewinding it. I yeah. mean, that's not something new for me. I do that a lot, you know, just because there's so much little subtle shit in stuff that I love, yeah. like, you know, whether it's Kubrick or... 
s- subtle shit that I sometimes I look into shit too much. Right. Like, oh, is there an Easter egg there? Right. Is there, as Pablo like to say, red herring? Oh, Jesus Christ. We brought that back. Well, it's called a comeback. Yeah. Breaking Bad was like that for me. That had me rewinding. A lot like, of red herrings in that. Every well, scene. Y- you, y'all all watched that before I broke because I did the. The same gimmick I'm doing with The Wire. I was like, I'm not watching this. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, then, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, I caught... How many seasons did there end up being? Like, five and a half. Okay, so one through four, I didn't watch live. So... I never watched any of it live. I didn't watch any of them live. I didn't watch it until it went off the air. Okay, before the fifth season, I watched the first four. Mm-hmm. And then went into went, the oh, fifth okay. new and was like, yeah. That's a good deal. I mean, that shit blew my mind. And then Gavin would be like, well, you got to watch all of this so we can talk about Mm -hmm. it. And then, like, when you brought Mike up on the last show, on Tuesday's show, you know, um, and even into Better Call Saul, and you're seeing the connection. Gilligan is such a brilliant guy, man, you know? And what's funny to me about him, and and this this applies to, to, um, to other to other art and other artists is seeing how unassuming he is. And if yeah. we met him at a bar, I wouldn't leave being like, that guy's a brilliant mind. He kind of seems, he seems, I mean, he's well-spoken. I would think of him as a bright guy, but not someone capable of that. Right. He's kind of a hick. He doesn't seem artistic at, he, all. at all. He seems like, a, if he's any kind of genius, he's like a math nerd. He, he seems like a dude who would crack some fucking math right. code to fix a car. Not, right. Not, uh, not I mean, plot out this no. genius, brilliant story. No, and and I've been an Odenkirk fan. Uh, oh. Pablo and I were watching him uh, on the Ben Stiller show into yep. Bob and David, and I always thought he was brilliant, but the Saul role yeah. made my head explode. Yeah. And see, oh, this dude's got range? Yeah. I don't know that he knew if he had range, you know? He probably never did. I don't know that he did anything. He was no. Gil Bang. <laughs> Porno Gill? Yeah. Yes. yes. The Tabasco thing? Yeah. Right up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, Gavin, Gavin's half asleep, which I'm envious of because he's uh, going up one flight of stairs in the Macaroni Mansion. Uh-huh. We're not. We're getting into hot cars. Mm-hmm. Hot cars sounds hot like, cars. A, like a gay. Greet, lube me up. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Hot cars lube me up, he hot said. Hot cars. It sounds lube like a song. Me up. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a Pointer Sisters. It was an awesome video. Like Pointer Sisters 85. Or like a Loverboy Rock Out 87. Kube, Kube, red leather suit. Right, all day. But yeah, we we ventured off here into TV. But yeah, I'm putting the night off over big time. Um, One more. One more to go. And then we know from the fact that it was based on a British series that they're not going to pull the old... Oh, we're gonna do another season. Right, it's ending. You know what right. I mean. Which, of course, you get sad with, but I'd rather something end properly. Absolutely. Than so, I'm kind of like uh, going into other great TV stuff. I kind of feel that way about the leftovers. Like I don't know if I really want a third season. Well, the, like, it's definitely the last. So no, they, I know. No, I I do. I mean, I do because I know that they see a light at the end of the tunnel and I respect that vision. I'm hoping. If if 
if they were like, oh, it's open-ended depending on ratings, I can see that turning to shit. Yeah. But the first two seasons have been a complete mindfuck. I mean, they're so close to absolute perfection. Like, I can't see anything coming along and being anything but a disappointment compared to... I understand that. You know what I mean? I understand that. Like, how do you get better? How do you get better than Sergeant Peppers? Right, right. Yeah. I remember the, the, um, the bathtub one... Gavin watched it before me. The the oh 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 the fucking the hotel. He comes. Yeah. Yo. Gavin watched it live and was like, "Yo, man, like I don't know what's going on with you, personal wise, but like, if your head better be in the right, you better be in the right headspace because this is, I'm a zombie right now. Like, like huh? it's it's like four in the morning, so I don't give a fuck. Like I was sobbing for." Hours after watching that particular episode, yeah, man. and there are like two others. The last episode of the very first season fucked me up, like beyond there's, belief. There's been, there's been, there Sissy. hasn't been many that didn't. Fuck, what sissy? <laughs> there hasn't been many that didn't fuck me up. I'll keep it on it. True, true. It's so. I mean, um. That, I, I wasn't even hip to that Justin Thoreau dude before. No, me show. neither. Like, no, no idea clue what he did. Has if he done he, anything? I just know, I think he he bangs or is married to Jennifer Aniston. Right, but I mean anything of note. <laughs> uh, that's all right. That's an all right job. It's okay. It's, you know, it's not. That's not doing me any good. No, it isn't. Yeah. But you know, Professor Pablo should be at work finding out what else he's done. He's useless <laughs> as tits on a bull. Um, He's making notes. I like everybody on there. I like the um, the girlfriend type chick, mm-hmm. Amy Brennan. Amy Brennan, Brennan maybe. I just she was in Heat. I thought she was good at Heat, but mm. she does good on there. Um, he was in a Ca- bunch of movies. Carrie Coons. That's the. That's Nora. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everybody on that show. Is you know brilliant. who's really good in it? The fucking daughter. The young yeah. girl? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, She was that's, amazing. That's uh, Andy McDowell's kid. I don't know Andy McDowell. The girl in Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. Okay. Ned. That's, that's... Okay. <laughs> What's the drum we used to do? Am I right or am I right? Am, am I right or am I right? Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, that's her daughter. and uh, I uh, did not know Nora's. That. Brother, the preacher dude is heavy as Yo, fuck. fuck, man. And then, um, I mean, I want answers in the last season. Is all I'm saying. No, there's no answers to be had. Give me one or two. You'll never get an answer. Yeah, that's completely beside the point of the story. It's, it's there's annoying. no need for it. What, what do you need answered? It's annoying. I'm with I'm with Pablo. Give me one or two. I, I give me something. Tell me what fucking they said to the John, what the mom said before she died. Uh, Who, not, not who's Campbell. our Who the fuck's the, uh, Jay, the black boy? Aerosmith's daughter. Steven Tyler's daughter. Niv, Which one? Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Huh? guy? Yeah. Holy. Holy Jim. Wayne? Holy, Holy Wayne. Wayne. Holy Wayne's fucking heavy as fuck. Holy Wayne was a complete fraud. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just another unrealized dream. Yep. He's a, <clears throat> he's a missed connection. Yep. Everybody's looking for that easy fix to solve their pain. Yep. And they'll buy into it, but then they realize a week, a month, a year down the line, that shit don't hold water. Yeah. I'll, I'll, if I hugged you out, sicko, you'd be cured. Yeah, but it'd be a whole different reason I'd be cured, baby. I, I mean, had... So, 
I'm gonna put my wife over real quick because you know she does a podcast right. and they're doing the leftovers. They're in the middle of it. I remember you because t- she was doing the wire and right. They finished I'm not that hip up. to it, so I didn't. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, w- I would like to hear the leftovers. So show. after that, they started doing the leftovers. They just finished the first season. So I told her because I've been listening to it. Uh, uh-huh. I was like, I'm I'm gonna rewatch it with you. Uh-huh. But she does it week by week, and uh-huh. as soon as I watched episode one, I'm like, fuck you. I I did the whole two seasons yeah, in like yeah. two days. Yeah. So I and I am I'm sure this is on the on demand gimmick. Uh yeah, but you know what I do? I watch it through HBO Go on the smart TV. Okay. And the picture is fucking beautiful. It's crystal clear. I don't know how to do that. I don't even know what HBO Go is. I just keep saying it on the It's you, like an app. It's, like you have you pay for cable, right? Right. So yeah, you get all that shit for free and right. it's like pristine. On what my phone? You go I watched it on when I first watched it the first time, when I yeah. thought we were going to talk about it on the show, but yeah. we couldn't because someone didn't watch it. Yeah. Like, I would go to work and watch it on my phone. Okay, on HBO just to get, Go. Yeah, to get okay. caught up. But on the TV, <laughs> it's it's just like watching Netflix. It's the same kind of deal. Okay. Um, so watching the second season, originally, I had said to my wife that I, I actually liked... The first season way better for me. It was much heavier because uh-huh. it was much more on a human level yeah. than it was on the metaphysical, yeah, and cerebral, right? Yeah. Um, then I, yeah, I went back and watched it, and the whole second season, I just started getting this idea of the town of Miracle is a metaphor for your brain, and the whole idea was their brain was untouched; it was not marred by this tragedy that everyone else went through. And they kept trying. They tried so hard to keep their borders closed, to keep their minds shut right. off, and everything about like the, the 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 last episode when they fucking when the when the gr comes to town, they get through the borders when yeah. no one else could. That's all those intrusive thoughts of grief getting into your consciousness and your mind, no matter how much you try and keep it. Like I like my brain just went on nine yeah, different I mean, spirals about that show. I didn't think of it the way you did, but my mind was fucking everywhere. Yeah. It broke my fucking head. Yeah. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, well that was a tangent right there. It sure was. Uh, I'm gonna throw it to you for word association. Are we up to that already? I would love to I would love to I, I like my life. I like my life. Do uh You're right there, OJ? Yeah. What do we want to do for uh, this episode's order? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have to see what the professor is doing for this. His hat's fucking out of line. Way out of line. It's not my hat. We had to stop and take pictures because it was so fucking off the wall. So, yeah, just pick a direction and we'll go. Start with my, hat man. Yeah, I mean my hat. You got to start with Lady Charity, Charlie. Oh, Charlie, Lady Charlie. I think he was trying to say Lady Charlie. And why he thinks she had that hat, I'm not sure. Yeah. But. It's from that period. Period. <laughs> period piece. Pablo, what comes to mind when I say a lard? The power Fuck. of lard. Oh no, you have one. I know you're gonna say. Really? Yeah. That was it. No, no, you have one you're going to say. I'll you, help you out when it comes it's, around. You're sure it's me? It, was me. it should be you, 100%. Okay. All right. Jeffrey, the power of lard. I'm uh, curious to hear this. Fork boy. Well done. Are you a mark for them? The first two. 
Okay. I didn't know there was anything bad. There was there. anything else. There's two other ones. Are there? Uh, I, I'm gonna ask for Pablo's help without. So forget the band, Lord, Lord, uh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> nicely played. I thought you were gonna do it, so I didn't do it. <laughs> Tell Ed what you what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> The uh, for those familiar with Stand by Me, the movie when they yeah when they're chanting Lord ass at the dude, there's there's a TV at it, and the, I don't know what motherfucker at Universal <laughs> Films fucking who signed off on this edit, but it's like Lord, Lord, Lord. instead of putting butt in, they just left it blank. Yeah, yeah, but Makes um, no sense. Alan Jurgensen is a fucking. Bat shit crazy lunatic if, you, if I'm staying on real topic. I like not for cheap pop or nothing, but Amy interviewed him for our book mm-hmm. and the fucking like four or five stories he tells are he's out of his he's mind. He's out of his like sh- so high with fucking butthole surfers Gibby. Yeah. Like Gibby's like taking a shower and is hallucinating their spiders. So Al comes in with a shotgun. It's like, I'll get the spiders that are non existent. It just starts firing off and yeah. Good stuff. Good times. Um, Pablo, what comes to mind when I say crass? Like the logo, don't know the music. Yeah, I'm like most people. Jeffrey, crass? Love crass. Nice. We did crass before. Did we? Yeah. See? It happens. Pablo said the same thing. Crass? And I, I said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo, Seth Rogen. I like him. I wish he was funnier. Jeffrey? He's annoying. Um, when Ill Bill's daughter was a little bit younger, every time he was on TV, she thought it was me. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't even know who he is. Yeah. So I can't even be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like, I, that whole generation of comics. Of comics. Yeah. Unknown to me. Pablo, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, he can wrestle. <laughs> Jeffrey? Top three big man. Finn? Best big man of all time. Okay. Pablo, Bob Zaney. It's now or never, baby. <laughs> Jeff? I don't know what that is. Vinny? <laughs> I haven't seen him <laughs> since. Nobody has. What was the MTV show with the comics? Fuck. What was that called? Like the half hour stand up hour? MTV half hour comedy, comedy hour. hour. There you go. Yeah. Yo, man. I've seen. I have that on tape. I know you do. VHS. Bob Zaney was fucking funny as fuck. I'm going to look him up when I He's got a club, I think, called Zaney's. That's him? Yeah. And he's uh, still like, I, I don't know if he got plastic surgery, kept himself up. He looks like all right. Really? For his age. Uh, but you're telling me Zaney is him? Zaney's. I thought it was. Okay. I mean, that club's pretty famous. I just didn't know it was Bob Zaney. I don't. I don't know anything. I about thought that. it was Zaney a play on yeah. being wacky. I'll say Obviously two things. Obviously, his name is. But. He actually came back. I'm gonna guess like three or four years ago and did one of those reality shows with the comics on like an NBC. Really? But it did. It wasn't the one that w- that did well. Last Comic Standing. Right. It was like a knockoff of that okay. that didn't do well, okay. or he was on a season of that okay. that didn't do well okay. towards the end. And then the other thing I'm going to say is, the last thing my mother ever said to me, Big Dick, put down the gun. <laughs> That's my favorite Bob Zaney. 
Bob Zaney. Bob Zaney. I mean, come on. Uh, Pablo, Portlandia. I love that show, but then I somehow need to take a break from it for a while. Jeff? Uh, I've never seen it other than the Danzig cameo. I still haven't seen that one. It's pretty good. It's all right, yeah. Vinny? The Jell-O's cameo is dope, too. I never saw that. You never saw that? That was pretty good. I popped for the Danzig clip, but I think it's a hunk of hipster shit. I can't show. stand that dude. That Neither dude, can I. That dude's fucking OG. I know he guy. is. I know he is. And I still I'm can't stand him. No, that fucking stuff that he did on, um, I don't know if it was Saturday Night Live, whatever it is. When he does that fucking British punk rock thing. Yeah. Fucking funniest shit ever. The skit, where, if you don't watch any of it, the skit where they do the Battlestar Galactica, where they binge watch Battlestar Galactica, is fucking hilarious. I think I watched that with you yeah, yeah, in yeah, D.C. Yeah. 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 Pablo, King Crimson. Brilliant musician. I uh, never got into it. Vinny? Um, th- they're one of those... I like some of their stuff, but they're one of those bands I respect the fuck out of from... As players, but sometimes it's a tough listen. I, I would say almost word for word exactly the same thing yeah. you said. Pablo, Vinny Stigma. Stigma! Jeffrey. The first live at CBGB's is one of my favorite records. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is OG. I'm going to say he gave me the greatest nickname I've ever had. Stevie Puerto Rico. Um, Pablo Diamond Head. The mountain in Hawaii? No. All right. Jeff? <laughs> Gavin's getting cranky. Yeah. Um, and it's making me crankier because... He's we shake his hand and he's gonna be snoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should fucking pay attention. We get this podcast over quicker. I will punch you right in the fucking mouth. Uh, the, uh I don't know anything about him other than the Metallica covers. Fair enough, Vinny. I think Metallica covering them made people think they're more important than <laughs> they are. Pablo, Chief J. Strongbow. Yeah, that won't be my. Mm. He can wrestle. <laughs> Jeffrey. His real name's Joe Scarpa. He's Italian. <laughs> uh, I was not going to say that exactly, but I was going to say I'm always a mark for someone selling a gimmick that has nothing to do an ethnic gimmick that they're not. <laughs> Like the dude, um, the when we were kids, the uh, uh, Indian, the, the cries because the lizard, he's Sicilian. Yeah. So I, I, I always, I always kind of mark for the, for the wrong ethnic gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Pablo Godflesh. Oh, I man. love the first album. Uh, I had. Um, you had the good one. Street cleaner. Yeah. That album's amazing. Yeah. The rat song <laughs> on it. Um, I'm with Pablo, but I hate what 
the foundation they laid for for a sound that I hate. Mm. You know, um, you know, whatever it's that industrial, industrial grind, metal, grindcore. Is that grindcore? No, 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 no that's no, like no, Carcass no. and Bolt Thrower and all Danny Loca, like, Blast Beat. Yeah, shit. yeah. I'll, I'm grindcore all day, Baba. I am not. Pablo Joe Strummer. Yeah, Clash, one of the best. <laughs> Yeah, that dude. Yeah. Yeah, Cooper. Jeffrey. Um, I like the Clash more now than I did when I was a kid. Fair enough. Uh, it's not fair to to OG Bob Marley, but I think a redemption song when I think of Joe Strummer. Some people have that ability to take over a song. Absolutely. And have it be better than even when the original is. Yeah, classic. yeah, yeah. All right, and for our last entry, Pablo, Phil, Amino. <laughs> I mean, once one thing I can say about the guys, he's got a good set of balls. <laughs> Jeffrey, um, your old friend Phil. What comes to mind? Cigarettes <laughs> and anger. Coffee. <laughs> Two glazed donuts. <laughs> I didn't know about the glazed donuts. Going and never taking gym class in 10th grade. Yes. Vinny. He's the ball man. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. Wow. His hat and everything. That leads us to one place. Ugh. A very dark place. A place called Dear Van. Dear Van. This gentleman says, Dear Vin, what's good? Not crazy, anything, whatever. Seven hours later. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. <laughs> you don't talk? Nah. Wow. Well, yeah. What? Um, he was offended. So he, he's offended and had he, and trying to drum up some heat. What social media uh, outlet is that through? Facebook. That is a Facebook. <laughs> Dear Vin, hey, what's that band you love, or that song you did? Nice. <laughs> Where they are on the tour bus. And that's oh, it. I know that one. That's it. <laughs> Can you help me a few bars? <clears throat> the Eagles. <laughs> Hotel California. <clears throat> Minnesota. <clears throat> <clears throat> this means it's a good one. <clears throat> Dear Vin, thanks for holding my chair yesterday. Much respect. <laughs> the hot spots must have been abundant. Don't know what else to say, but hey, much love. I nice. mean, you're a chair holder. That was nice that you I held mean... a chair for him. <clears throat> Dear Vin, hey, what's up? Have you ever delved into looking past the third dimension? Oh, boy. As in the physical? To like a lucid esque state esque ESK instead. I confess I wrote this one. <laughs> yeah. Like breaking the fourth wall to the spiritual. 
There's nothing lucid about this. Like jigging a door and having it affect the third, where I am, while you're on the fifth, Y-O-U-R. Is this the no. same? No. Nope. No. This is not no. any of the... No. Okay. whole new kind no. of crazy. Okay. But you being able to remember, to harness it like being able to watch and become more familiar with places without being detected. Possibly being able to have sit down with somebody, meeting out of state, finding the in-between, to sit and talk consciously in what would be called a dream. But to me, it's an untapped brack, B-R-A-C-H, <laughs> of our nature. I was also wanted to talk to you about spiritual, spiritually in general if you had the time. Got the time? No. <laughs> now, I also want to add that I've cleared this up before, but when I read like the kid that you wanted to punch in the head in yeah. second grade because he couldn't read, that's not that's you. That's not me. That's how they're Yeah, written. if you want to send me a script to read, you'll see I'm like a prime Orson Welles. <laughs> I'm a post-Citizen Kane Orson Welles, pre-Frozen Peas commercial Orson Pre-gonk. Pre-gonk. You're without gonk. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the latest installment of Dear Vin. Here's some fucking thoughts from Now, uh, this is the part of the show where many of the gimmick gang enjoy the most possibly and that would be pablo's, pablo's cheapo, cheapo tip of the week, of the week. I like his tip my tip is strong my <laughs> tip is heavy they nah, my tip I, my tip pleases many nice wow <laughs> bars bars i was going on until jeff popped bars i'm sure as shit bars popped him hard Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, to uh, much chagrin, I don't have a tip this week. Who's chagrin? To much, much. chagrin. <laughs> Frank Much, Frank you remember much. him? Yeah, yeah. Frank, oh, Frankie Much. Frankie Much used to work on the docks. <laughs> he would always bring in sausage and peppers, and I skeeved the smell of the fennel. He, remember him? He yeah. was Nicky, Nicky the Fish's cousin. Nicky the Fish's Frankie cousin, much. Frankie Much. I think he works at the Hoagie place now. Yeah. Does he? Cuts up gabagool. He still owes me ten bucks. That miserable. He owes Gavin some goudagine. That miserable fuck. He gave Gavin some old goudagine, a pound and a half. Tried to pass it off as gabagool, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So he owes him some goudagine. That rat fuck. I'll see him. This is my bit. What are you guys stealing my bit for? You're right. He is right. But I don't have a bit, so I guess (laughs) that's why we're stealing your bit. Let him know what's the deal, Professor. But we're gonna, uh, you know. We're going to come back at you with some more ones. I got some ones in the works, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't trying to give you a half-ass tip. I'm going to have you tip. It's going to make some you money. Had man, you had mentioned to me when I said, yo, make sure you stay up on, you know, this is your segment. Yeah. You had mentioned to me, like, yo, man, I'm not just going to make up a John just just to do it. Right. I'm going to make sure. It's a legit one. It's there a ain't legit. ain't no bullshit, life hack, stupid shit you right. see on the internet. You're trying, to be, yeah. you're trying to be the savior of the cheapskate. Yeah. Cheapskate savior. And the other thing is, it's kind of on us, too, because we've talked about this off-air before. We we know some that he forgets. Well, he does stuff that it would never occur to him that a normal person wouldn't do this. Correct, which... So we have to watch his behavior and get the stories out of him and be like, well, that's not a normal thing, that's a Chepo thing. And at, at lunch, like two days ago at work, I'm telling a story, and the dude's like... 
isn't this a Pablo Chibo? And I'm like, oh shit. And I like ran back to my desk <laughs> and, and typed, typed it, it out. Cause like, like See? you guys are saying it's so bl- passe with me. And it's fucking right in front of your face. Well, the thing is, it's so ingrained. What in I write. And I feel like people on his level of cheap, not a thrifty person, his level of cheap, like, like thr- thrifty people will be like, damn dog, this kind of right. cheap. You know what? This Fuck is that. ass out. Chat. Yeah. And, and he, it's so ingrained in him that, yo, he was, well into his 20s when I was like, yo, you know none of this behavior is normal, right? And he's like, all right, I'm not saying I'm going to change, but do me a favor and hit me so at least I know my parameters. It was a real eye-opening experience when you finally were like, the world doesn't operate like this, P. Right, right. And and, and, he was, and you were like, not for nothing, but you have some money because you've been working for a while. And in my head, I had no money. Right. When I really did have money. But yeah, but that goes back to how we were raised and that right. fear of, like, you're going to lose everything Yeah, like the Great Depression is going to happen again. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, I mean. So, yeah, right. I'm going to come back strong with one next have, week. I don't have heat with that. Not so, um, well, you also run our mailbag. That is at info at broadstreetbreakdown.com. You can send us uh, any questions, hate mail, ideas, so on and so forth. Info at BroadStreetBreakdown.com. Do we and, have anything and, this week? And here's your one warning. From this point on, make your questions good, or they could end up as Dear Vince. Or a Dear Vince slash bad mailbag, because we're going to start reading bad mailbag yeah, ones. They, right. they, 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 we will have to dissect them like this is a brutal film. Right. And say, is this a bad Dear Vince, or is this a bad mailbag? Step your game up. We, we've always gotten bad email, uh, but we've been cool about fucking stooging everybody off about right. it so right we're gonna start to yeah, shoot yeah like since we're in this point on today's thursday that you're hearing this so from this point on you fucking write an email if it's dumb i don't know what to tell you because we're gonna <laughs> fucking read it and we're gonna shoot on you You show your ass we gonna show your ass gavin is telling you with peace and love <laughs> peace and love that i'm trying to help you out man thursday september 1st Anything we receive, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Will be tossed. tossed. <laughs> if it is not, we're letting you know with peace and love. With peace, peace, and, peace love, and love. Peace and love. Thursday, September third, uh, September first. All right. So before the mail, I got to throw something out. Oh. Who's worse, undercard? Okay. okay. I like that. Okay. I like that you're keeping the game alive because we feel no one might knock the Nuge and Lars off the right. perch, but the right. game needs to continue. Absolutely. Because of what you said, Yoko Ono first Courtney Love. That's Ooh. no question for me. That's an easy one for me. Ooh. Two Love. different kinds of evil. <laughs> Courtney Love. Yeah, because we know you're, you're, you're fucking all into Yoko for some odd reason. Yeah, I love the Yoko. First off, the... I'm shooting. These two are strapping. I don't know why. I don't she know. is the fucking devil. I don't. She's just a devil woman. <laughs> that was if not you the say original. That, yeah. that was the accused version, by the way, not the original. Like well She's just a devil woman. Well done. I'm doing some sort of uh, medieval accent. No, that, Pablo and I developed the devil. Yes. It's a devil. The devil's coming to get you. You're going to die. It, they both sound like Axl Rose uh, to me. Yeah, but I like roll some of the devil. Yeah, yeah. Devil. Like you're telling me this woman 
single-handedly killed the greatest band ever. She no, did she not. Didn't. No, she didn't. They were broken up long before she even it came along. It had nothing along. to do with that. And he did it, but he denies that she walked into that flat looking for Paul. Yeah. She I don't w- deny that. Yes, you did. You did deny it. Thank you. Because you're so blinded by your love for her for some reason. <laughs> Yo, blind. I don't. I no, don't. you can't see. You need to I'm wear not a, I'm not a like fan. I, I don't know about Sicko, but I'm not a fan of hers. I just don't think she deserves the heat that she gets. Yeah. Now I don't, you're playing We Are the World. No, no, no. What? How? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. But, <laughs> but it got heat, and that's where I know where your mood scale's at, because that was a look you only give Pablo. <laughs> My no, mother was no, no, no. like, my mother was like, because you and Gavin never argue, right? And I was like, nope. We're not, ar- we're not arguing now. I'm that, just, that I'm just, cl- I'm clarifying that I'm not necessarily a fan. I, I just don't think she deserves the heat. Okay. She didn't break up the Beatles. She didn't do any of that Let shit. Me ask John you. was a strong fucking personality. He Nobody was, was telling he John was. anything. He was. She was not running the show. I mean, she was those not dudes, doing any those of that dudes shit. wrote the original disc records. Paul and him went back yeah. uh, like four songs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? T- yeah. There was heat. Um, so I, I will agree with you there. I'm with Pablo that she got into their cipher with less than honorable yeah. actions. And then, um, and then to, to say the breakup, she was a piece of the puzzle. You want to say she's not the, the breakup? Sicko's doing his shake the head gimmick right. where I want to box him in the backyard. <laughs> I don't, I don't. She was a piece to the puzzle of the breakup. She, she, she just, the reason? she caught All a right. lot of heat and there was a lot of misconceptions about how much of the shot she was calling. And the bottom line is nobody was calling shots with John. Mm-hmm. Nobody was calling shots with Paul. Nobody was calling shots with any of them, really. That was four very big egos, very big whatever, which is why they couldn't continue together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their brilliance even was the, their demise. Even, even, even George, like, you weren't telling him shit. I listen to you all know? things must pass. Right. You, you wasn't know? telling that guy right. nothing. So, so you had two huge fucking personalities in John and Paul. Yoko happened to come in at a really bad time and maybe said to him, you know, like, look, you don't need this shit. Why are you dealing with this? Yeah. Maybe did that. But But it was certainly it was already in motion. Are you saying this with peace and love? I am. It will be tossed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me let me ask a question now, because nobody is budging here. What happens when who's worse? No, we don't have a fifth. That's right. You know what I'm saying? She- Choppers in bed. <laughs> We're gonna have. We have I to- mean, really so this- sit there for a second. Wait for one second. Really sit there and think about Yoko, who's relatively harmless. Even if you, even if you despise her, I don't think she's harmless. I think she's a rotten person. I think when Paul stepped to her and said, "Is it all right if the songs that I, you know, you you're a, a you know a lot about the Beatles as right. do I. We're both Beach Boys and Beatles marks. You know how historically the songs were credited for their publishing as yeah. Lennon, Lennon McCartney. McCartney. Lennon McCartney. Yep. He asked respectfully if the, the songs that he wrote could be switched to McCartney. Lennon wasn't having it. That's a dickhead move. It is. Well, okay, but my question to you is: How many dickhead moves did Paul do leading up to that mm-hmm. maybe proper uh, way of asking at that point? I don't know. I know that behavior that we are aware of is all that we can base it on. Yeah, of course. 
Look up when you go home. Look up um, Paul McCartney reaction to John Lennon getting shot. I mean, I've seen it. I've. Uh, this is, uh, and you know, the people I've justify seen the video. It. people justify. Is his that what you're rea- talking yeah. about? Yeah, people I've justify his reaction with, "Oh, he was he, he was, was shocked." A, this is a person who spent his entire, entire life. life in front of cameras. There is nobody going to tell me that he didn't know how to fucking properly act that day. At the very least, you fucking say whatever prepared statement you have. And that motherfucker did not give a fuck. Yeah, I'm not time. sure how. how What's I- that got to do with Yoko? We're talking about Yoko, not Paul. <laughs> because Yoko is the executor to his estate. So, so she's running his shit. So, and she's a horrible musician. If Courtney I'm, Love if, at least if, is a decent musician. No, if she's God forbid, not, God forbid, Vinny fucking passed away, and geez, I'm the executor of uh, whatever. I'm the executor of your estate, and somebody you, you had heat with came to me the proper way and was like, "Oh, I need a favor with." I'd be like, "Suck a dick, not my problem." Doesn't matter how they came. Yeah, fucking Yoko Gavin's got fucking problems. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Pablo's got anything to say about this where he has no knowledge on the subject at all. Like, I, I, he's barely aware the Beatles exist. I, I'm kind of popping for that point. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I love that he sees Yoko the way I do. Yeah, she's a horrible human being. She is. She's why a, is she? She's a rotten Mark, human being. Why? She co-signed. She because co- she's fucking evil. She okay. co-signed the shitty treatment of Julian, no matter what you Agreed. say. About no, no, you. no doubt. But I, but. But she could have broken. But something. I break that down to. I break that down to. She maybe she co-signed it, but she certainly wouldn't have had any influence otherwise. Yeah. Again, nobody was telling. John was a fucking asshole, asshole, abusive to women, abusive to fucking everybody he was in a relationship with on any level. No one was telling him anything, and on top of that, for most of that time, was a pretty hardcore junkie. Yeah, of course. So. I- Nobody was telling him a fucking thing. I hate that kid they made together. He's a fucking bozo, <laughs> right. Sean. Like, I, fuck him. I so. don't agree with. I disagree. I don't disagree with you on that. So we're we're at a standstill. So do we look, put this to the gimmick, gang, or do we revisit Yoko? With- and then you got Courtney Love. Yes. Like at at the very least. Yoko potentially kept John alive for an extra ten years. I think Courtney debatable, debatable. did I'm with, I'm with PJ, yeah. they she just laid in bed. They laid in bed all day. Whoa, you should really fucking work to her for her millions on that one. What would he have done? I, I'm, I'm not listening <laughs> I, to a word. I know you you're say. not. I know you're what not. would he what would have happened to him in 1970, 71 when the Beatles broke up between 70 and 80 had Yoko not oh, been. <laughs> oh. Had Yoko not been there, I, I don't know. He he might we'll never know. We won't. He could have met a, a a good John and got clean. Yeah, Jeff had one with Cynthia. Well, well, look, he's Man. bound. He's walking away. He's bound. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's getting up to hit you. Please don't. My neck's all jacked. So I don't think we got a winner. We might. Uh, this Courtney Love, a wretched human being, wretched, wretched human being. Vile. Uh, a pond scum, crud. Talentless. Um, planned things out 
before she even met Kurt on she, record. She may have. It's a possibility, at least, at least a possibility. It's a strong that she killed her husband. <laughs> And you're still going Yoko over her? Yes. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Yes. I mean, can't argue you, with a man's conviction. If you prove, if if, if I believe the we had to wake up Kathleen. Kathleen, who's worse? Settle this. That's right. Yoko or Courtney? Uh, she's, uh, <laughs> she's oh, I think it's Courtney. Ah, oh, whatever you have it. Yeah. If we gotta let the gimmick gang decide, all right then. then we do. You know what I mean? Courtney Love versus. Yoko Ono in the undercard to the main event. Of who's worse ever. Yeah. Undercard. All right. So that was fun. So here we go. This is a, this is a crew up episode of the mailbag. So most of the questions we all can round table. All right. With the exception of one. So this one is for the crew <coughs> from Raw Def. D-E-F-F. <laughs> all right. All right. What was your first tattoo and which one holds the most meaning to you? Uh, my first tattoo uh, was like, if not the day, the week of my 18th birthday because I had to do the Italian shit and, and not uh, have my mom lose a skull. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got some Iroquois Indian shit. And the most meaningful uh, tattoo was I have my son's name on me. So go. Uh, my first one is a dragon on my arm. It was He's just... magic. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying to think of what a dragon says. I couldn't come up with anything. What if they don't do that? dragon. <laughs> you ha- that you that dragon tattoo is a classic tattoo. Like it's a classic dragon tattoo. Yeah, though. it's yeah. just a wall flash. Yeah. Very basic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was 15 when I got it, 1988. Um, not much of a story to it. And what's, it the one, cool. and what's the one that holds the most meaning to you? Uh, the one I just got from Jackie. It's for my friend who died. Uh, Pablo, my first tattoo is the Hellraiser box on my back. That was 18 again. Yeah. <laughs> Hellraiser box! <laughs> you are going to die in hell. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. That voice is everything. humans try that. And uh, probably what it means the most, I guess, is the Tony Hawk tattoo. It's just fucking, just fucking Jackie just did a kick-ass job she on did. it. I fucking love yeah, it. Yeah. OG? You remember your first gimmick? Yeah, the G on my wrist here. For yeah. what? What's that for? <laughs> <laughs> you just popped that one. Um, what's the second question? And what's the one that holds the most meaning to you? Oh, uh, once my kids did on me. Mm. Yeah. Dig it. All right, that was that was an awesome question. This was another one for the crew from Joshua Hilliard. Were there any old school punk rock bands from Philly that a lot of people should know about but don't? Why die? Why die? Lime Cell. I mean, no um, escape. They're from Delaware. Uh, it's a Philly area, Greater Philadelphia. No, it's couple. not. Um, for me, I would put the Serial Killers over, but they're originally from San Fran. Uh, they located here. Is that what it's called? <coughs> located, relocated here. Yeah. Um, anyone that does anything uh, with Gary Heidnick, I'm with it. Um, I think we spoke about the scene, and it's <coughs> scarce. 
it's it's very strange that a city this culturally rich doesn't have uh, many many bands. I would agree with. Uh, yeah, shit just didn't hold up back then. Or not sure what it was. I don't know man. what it was. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. we. Tr- I think Sicko did a word association. Pagan babies to people that don't know of them because I don't know uh, nationally. You just never know how far. Yeah, I don't know. So I would have to add the pagan babies in there. The reason none of us said it is because we're from here and we assume you know, but I just realized you might. Jaybird is classic. Um, I'm a huge fan of Starkweather, Rennie's Mm -hmm. band, but they're not punk rock, but he is. Yeah. So One of the the reasons that Philly never really had – this like established kind of scene and it goes hand in hand is they were never able to keep venues open here. Yeah. That's been one of the things in Philly from time immemorial. Like you can't like there never was a CBGB's. Yeah. There never was that one central yeah. locale that stayed open for a bunch of years. Yeah. I mean, All our pl- shit always places to me that felt like they were there forever only felt that way. Cause I was so young, right? Two years a revival or something in my brain in that age felt like 10. You right. know what I mean? But it wasn't long enough. Same with Pizzazz. Yeah, of course. Anything. Empire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This one's uh, just for Vin from a guy just called Kings. Okay. <laughs> the first email says, where did all bunnies front go? Right? Where did all bunnies front go? Bunnies like rabbits? Where did all bunnies fronts go? And I'm like, all right, now I got a Dear Vince coming to my mailbag, too. Right. And then two seconds later is another email from the same dude. And he says, where did Vinny's fronts go? Did you ever rock fronts? Uh, I, Yeah, I did have fronts for a minute. Like five seconds? Yeah. 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 So they're gone. They went yeah. somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. With the bunnies. The bunnies took them. Yeah, the bunnies. All right, this one's for the crew, but it's specifically uh, it's for Vin, but I know everyone's going to want to comment. From Kenneth Muchek. Vin. Early on in the episodes, you taught the gimmick gang what gimmick and John meant. With that being said, I know you mark hard, AO, for Larry David. You're the rap Larry David, and you've uploaded a picture on the Instagram gimmick for his birthday. I even noticed that Reef has a song on his new album titled Larry David. Can you hip us as to why you have so much respect for him? Oh, my God. (laughs) Seinfeld and Curve in and of itself... He's us. Yeah. We are him. It's if you, I, I said this. It sounds, um, I don't know if it's arrogant. It sounds very insular. But there's this Philly, New York sense of humor that I personally believe. I've seen it with my eyes because I'm a a person who tours. People stare at you like you have nine heads right. when you behave like the four of us do. Unless you're in Philly, yeah. Jersey, New York, maybe Boston, Connecticut. You know what I mean? The Northeast. I mean, we find that out because people listening to our podcast are like, you guys are crazy. And I'm like, we're not crazy. This is like everyday life. Yeah, that's. So that's when you kind of realize. kind of. You should have known us 20 years ago. Yeah, but that's kind of exactly what I'm getting at. Things that we just perceive as everyday. You know, I've had tweets or whatever talking about something. One of y'all said that they're dying laughing. I'm like, oh, that's just every part of our everyday Yeah, I mean he's he's just brilliant yeah. on every level, mastering the art of all of our awkwardness that we put ourselves in, which is the funny part. Yeah, yeah, I mean he perfectly exposes idiosyncrasies of life, makes them hilarious, and then just him 
having to deal with it yeah. is just hilarious. Yeah. And he shows you how idiotic life is. Absolutely. And it's every day. Absolutely. I don't know, mundaneness, whatever. Absolutely. And it's he's like like a lot of us, he's just a person that gets fed up with it and his outlet for dealing with it is just something that has spoken to all of us in one way or another. That's the best way I can put it. Pretty pretty good. And that is the mailbag. And that leaves us to our final segment, the way we wrap up every show. Recommendation. Uh on our new Tuesday and Thursday episodes of BSB, and that is the recommendations. I'm going to send it to my left, and uh, that would be sicker. Or to my left would be a No, I, ha- I have to do this to figure out left and right. No, but I just really looked at my hard left, and it's a, a door. So unless eh, There's not much difference, really. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to Sicko. Um, we'll so start. I didn't watch anything new this week, so I don't really have anything new. So I went to the vault. One of my favorite books. Um, it's called Touching from a Distance. <laughs> hey, I like that already. Hey. Um, it's it's uh, about Ian Curtis, but it's written by his wife. And Poor what's bastard. what's unique about it is it's a very it's a no holds barred. It doesn't put him on a pedestal at all. As a matter of fact, it reveals a lot of his flaws as a human being, which you can take it or leave it, you know, in uh, relevancy to his artistic output. If it's important to you, if it's not important to you, that's for you to decide. Me, I'm able to overlook the person for the art. Uh, it's easy for me, but the book is really good. Um, it covers, uh, I mean, she knew him best. She knew him from his very beginnings to, you know, obviously his suicide. Um, it includes some cool, like, handwritten lyric stuff, photocopied. Um, the story is good because it doesn't revere him. You know, she, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she was a human being. He was fucked up. Um, he had some not so nice tendencies. And it's a good story. Oh, yeah. Touching from a distance. I think it came out in like the early nineties. It's been it's been out for a while. Word. I'm gonna, go, I'm, gonna, I'm going to go the book route this time with like the rest of you boys. Upper echelon. It should be good. Upper echelon. So uh, this is a, a sci-fi book, and you wouldn't uh, picture this from a, this author, but he wrote a, a fucking excellent one of the best sci-fi books I've ever read. It's The Sirens of Titan by Kurt Vonnegut Jr. Ah, love the Kurt. Now. I mean, if you're a sci-fi fan and you haven't read this, you need to read it because you're going to be fucking fucked. At this guy wrote this book, and then everyone else just copied the style mm-hmm. of this book on I've how I've never it, read it. How it revert, you know, the whole story gets reverse engineered at the end, and it comes full circle, and you're just your fucking mind is blown. But um, yeah, I mean, Kurt Vonnegut as an afterthought because he was not a science fiction writer. He just, as an afterthought, like wrote a few things that completely destroy the entire genre of science fiction. That's how good he was. Yeah. So I mean, if you're a science, if you're a sci-fi fan, get this book, Sirens of Titan. A lot of his books have elements of of sci-fi in them. I mean, the whole Kilgore Trout, most of Breakfast of Champions. Um, yeah, with Slaughter, with Slaughterhouse Five, right, where the dude sees his own. Right, sees, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and he gets taken oh, up yeah. to an alien race to right. mate with with Montana, the the the, 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 the human porn star. Yes. Like, 
Um, one of one Tell of me his, more a about po- Montana. A, a, opposed to the non-human porn star. <laughs> well, if she's on another planet. It would be odd that they brought another human up for him to mate. Um, True. The short story <laughs> Harrison Bergeron is totally science fiction. It's a great fucking story. Tom's brother. Tom's I like that. OJ. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack. Nah, your, that was great. Thank you. Your deal. Input. My recommendation is a movie that came out in, I lost the year, but. Uh, I lost the year. I'm going to say 1815. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. I was actually prepared. Now I'm not. It came out in 2011. Close. It's called Neds, N E D S. It's about. Neds? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like a go Neds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The story of Phil. Phil's. <laughs> Phil Amino? Amino. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, continue. <laughs> uh it's a it's a movie about the the culture in in Glasgow Scotland of these youth gangs that are um th- th- their gang stuff is a little different than over here their their stuff is all based on knives so you have all these young like 14 15 16 year old kids who have all these scars all over their face from from knife fights it's it's huge in that culture over there and this kind of uh, is a story about a kid who sort of fell into that and, and what sort of happens with this kid. But it's a, it's a good movie, and I recently thought of it, and I thought uh, – I haven't seen it for a long time, but uh, I enjoyed it when I saw it in 2011, apparently. All right. Uh, my recommendation for this week is a book that looks like a three-year-old put it together. <laughs> um the graphic design is horrifying. The content is amazing. For anybody who remembers that tag team uh, that was with Vince called Crime Time, they'll remember a dude named JTG. The book is called Damn, Why Did I Write This Book <laughs> by JTG. It's a shoot. He airs out everyone in the locker room. Most of the book is about heat, and I love heat. He airs out people by name. There's a part two. I read it's a super fast read. The writing is huge. It's It looks like it, it, it's got to be a first grade level. There's two parts. I found it on Amazon for Mad Cheap. How many poops would you estimate you could read it in? Uh, two poops. <laughs> two. I would say if you got to, if you really got to get some things, if you got some things on your mind, maybe one deuce. Two deuces. Depending on what you had. Taco Tuesday? Could be three deuces. Could be, could be. Good to know. Damn, why did I write this book by JTG? I got it off Amazon. Again, there's a part two, and they're both mad cheap. So I ripped through this in one day, and I'm going to read the the second one tomorrow. But the first one's fucking incredible. And uh, he shoots on everyone and unnecessary heat and locker room politics. It's dope. So... That is my recommendation, which means goodbye. Goodbye. This has been episode 25. Happy 25th. Yeah. Of the Broad Street Breakdown. We are now on two times a week. Get at us. Broadstreetbreakdown.com. On Twitter, at BSB Radio 1. And we will see you next Tuesday. Peace. Filipino. Filipino.